Amen. I believe he'll come, and if he don't come soon, uh, a lot of us are going to be going to meet him. Uh, amen. Good to see you here tonight, and uh, I know most of the time our cameras don't show the crowd, they only show the front part, uh, but if it did show the crowd tonight, if you would look tonight, there'd really be no reason for nobody not coming to church tonight, uh, because you could be 10 foot apart or 12 foot apart uh, if you so desired to be so. Uh, uh, but uh, we're thankful that you are here tonight in the house of the Lord. Sunday's my best day. Uh, I feel better on Sunday than I do any day. Uh, I don't feel on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and even Saturday like I feel on Sunday. I can feel bad on Saturday, but when I wake up Sunday, I feel good. I don't know why that is, but uh, it's not just because I'm going to get to preach. Uh, but it's just something about Sunday, amen. amen. I know when John said he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, I know he had something other in mind other than Sunday, uh, but uh, I am glad for the Lord's Day. Uh, I'm glad that we can come and gather uh, as the apostles did in the book of Acts on the first day of the week that we could gather and come and worship uh, with God's people. And uh, just something to me about being able to, uh, to come in from out there and be together for a little while, and uh, I need it. Some can make it without coming in any at all. Others can make it with coming in just a little bit, but I need it all and then some, and uh, amen. So I, uh, I appreciate uh, the Lord, appreciate his blessings. I want you to turn tonight, if you would, for a few minutes tonight over to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews chapter number 11, and we're going to drop down to verse 21 tonight. Hopefully next week, a lot of our folks that have been self-quarantined uh, will be able to be back. Uh, but the way this thing works, it seems like it's an unending cycle. Uh, one comes back and three have to leave. And it uh, seems like it's an unending cycle, but uh, we just do the best we can. Man, and when y'all stand up, it looks like we got a real good crowd. Y'all just care to stand up while I preach? And, uh, amen. He said, Sammy Allen, if you went to hear Sammy Allen preach, he might leave you standing up for the whole time you was preaching, uh, sometimes higher and higher and a half. So we won't do you that way tonight. All right, Hebrews 11, verse 21, we've been talking about Jacob for about three weeks now. And the Bible said, by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, he blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. Thank you, you can be seated. Our fathers, we come to you tonight. I mean, every word, Lord, that I just said about the Lord's day, and I'm thankful for every day that God gives us here on planet Earth. But there's just something special, Lord, uh, about Sunday since I got uh, right with God and uh, love in my heart like I ought to have for the things of God. There's just something about the Lord's day that, Lord, I just need to come here. It's like a homing pigeon going home. This is... Uh, my closest place to home till I get home. And uh, I thank you, Father, for God's people. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you've saved me from myself. Uh, Lord, I thank you that, uh, Lord, that you've saved us from uh, our thoughts that sometimes that we have that are not God's thoughts. And we read the Word and we find out that our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And I thank you from the ways that you keep me from that are not God's ways and I think they are until I read the Word of God and I find out my ways are not God's ways a lot of times. And Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you for the Word of God. It's the only thing, Lord, in this world that can feed the soul of man. And uh, Lord, I thank you for the Word of God. And Lord, it's the only thing in this world that can give light to the darkened, blinded sinner, uh, Lord, and show him the way home. And I pray tonight, Lord, the light will shine bright. I pray the word that God will set the table and feed the saints of God tonight. Give me liberty. Help me tonight. Save the lost, Lord, to help them to realize how urgent, urgent it is, Lord, to be saved and to confess you down here so that you won't be ashamed of them up there. And uh, God, just uh, help us tonight. Forgive me of my sins, shortcomings, just outright wrongdoings. Uh, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me tonight and use me tonight for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. 
Well, Jacob, we've already studied tonight that Jacob has had three divine encounters with God. In Genesis 28, we find that Jacob met God there, made a pillow out of a stone, saw a ladder going up from heaven to earth, and he met God there with a divine encounter there in Genesis 28. We find some years later, Genesis 32, that Jacob meets God again. And uh, we, we preached about that, how that he met God uh, there once again, and he wrestled with an angel. Uh, the Bible said, to the breaking of day, he refused to let, let him go until he blessed him. And then some 20 years passed, and we seen last Sunday night where that Jacob was uh, told by God to go back to Bethel. And uh, some 20 years after the meeting in Genesis 32, God says, arise and go back to Bethel. There is no vision of a ladder going to heaven and earth. There is no encounter with an angel that he wrestled with all night long because the further we go in this thing, the less we ought to have to see and the less we ought to have to feel and we ought to be going by faith. And so God simply speaks to him in Genesis 35 and said, get up and go back to Bethel. And he obeys God and he has another encounter with God. Now most people would stop it right there and say, well, that's the three encounters that Jacob had with God. But I find one more here that Jacob has with God that we're all going to have with God. Uh, nobody, nobody ever comes into this life, nobody ever comes into this life unless they die at birth. If they live any time at all that they're going to have an encounter with God. Going to have an encounter with God. Pilate's wife gave him a, a hard thing to do, an impossible thing to do. She said she dreamed about the Lord and she told her husband the next morning, said, have nothing to do with this just man. It's impossible to live in this world and not have something to do with Jesus Christ before you get out of it. And Jacob, had uh, he had met the Lord and and because that he had met the Lord three different times and his response was good at every time, uh, that now he's come down to life's end. All of us will encounter God as we go through life. Uh, and you can mark it down, neighbor, that all of us are going to encounter God when we go out of this life. Uh, it's The Bible says that you and I, that you know, it's kind of like going to the grocery store. And you can go down the aisle and you can pick out anything you want to pick and put in your cart, uh, uh, but you ain't getting out of this place until you go through the checkout. And that's the way it is when this life, you can go through this life and you can grab anything you want. You can get all of it you want, uh, but don't forget before you go out, you got to check out, amen. And uh, you're going to check out and you're going to meet God when you make that last check out, when we make that last move. Uh, uh, we're going we're to encounter God. Now, because that Jacob had already encountered God three times and because that Jacob had already had positive meetings with God, uh, he was ready when this final encounter came. Amen. I asked you tonight, work to come tonight, would you be ready? for this final encounter with God. Uh, well, I want to look at three things tonight about Jacob's final encounter with God. First of all, the Bible said in our text there that we read, uh, the Bible said, by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying. Now, Jacob, like all of us, uh, our final encounter with God will come at death. Uh, uh, we will meet God. The atheist will meet God. Uh, uh, the old rich man in hell, when he died, he lifted up his eyes and being in torment, he saw uh, Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Uh, and the old rich man had to meet God. He had to encounter God. Uh, the Bible said in the book of Amos, uh, prepare to meet thy God, uh, O Israel. Amen. And so it's noteworthy that Jacob, I'll just say this in passing, uh, that it's noteworthy that when Jacob came down time to die, 
that bless God he still had the faith. Uh, you say, why do you say that? Because it says it in the text. Uh, it said, by faith, uh, uh, Jacob, when he was a dying. Amen. And so Jacob dies, and thank God he's got the faith. Uh, uh, you see, the time had come, just like it will for all of us. Uh, uh, the time will come that Jacob's appointment rolled around. Amen. Uh, and uh, the Bible said in Job 7 and 3, uh, is not there an appointed time to man upon the earth? Uh, is not his days spent like a hireling? Uh, in other words, in so many words, Job says uh, uh, that each of us uh, uh, is like a man that we're here on earth to do a job. Uh, and uh, whenever our work is done, then God takes us home. Amen. I believe there's a lot of truth to that. I've heard so many people say, Brother Rick, uh, uh, why has God left me here? I can't walk. Uh, I, I, can't, I ain't any benefit to anybody. I can't do nothing for nobody. Why has God left me here? Uh, and then they'll answer their own question uh, and they'll say, he must have something for me to do. Amen. Uh, I, I believe that. I believe as long as God has got us here upon this earth, uh, there's something that you and I need to be doing for the Lord. Uh, the Bible said in Hebrews 9 and 27, uh, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. Amen. Uh, and so all of us have an appointment with death. Uh, uh, it's the only appointment that we can't break. Uh, uh, we can break the doctor's appointment or a banker appointment or some other appointment, uh, uh, but we cannot break that divine appointment uh, that God has for each of us with death. Amen. Uh, uh, I'm persuaded that we don't think enough about it. Amen. Uh, uh, we're always thinking about living, uh, uh, but we don't think too much about dying. You say, well, it's depressing. It is if you're not saved. Uh, uh, you say, well, it's depressing. It's scary. It is if you're not saved. Amen. Uh, uh, but I want you to know that Jacob had an appointment here. There was a timing in this thing. Uh, uh, the Bible said by faith, uh, uh, the Bible said Jacob when he was a dying, there was an appointed time uh, for Jacob to die. I was listening to a thing last night about all this COVID stuff and about the multiplied millions that have died in nursing homes and places like that. Uh, and a medical doctor said for many of them, uh, uh, it was nothing more. A medical doctor said this for many of them, uh, it was nothing more than their time to die. It wasn't because of the COVID. If they had got the measles or smallpox or anything else, uh, they would have died uh, uh, because of their immune system, their age, uh, and most importantly, the time. Amen. And so all of us have a time to die. The Bible said in Psalm 39, 4, the psalmist said, Lord, help me to know my end and what it is and the measure of my days. He said, my age is nothing to thee and every man at his best state, it's altogether vanity, amen. And so young people die, old people die, middle-aged people die, uh, people die all the time uh, and you and I have an appointment with death uh, and so the timing of this thing it was simply time for him to die then let me say this uh, uh, the Bible said in Genesis 47 and verse 28 Genesis 47 and verse number 28 the Bible says that Jacob is there and uh, he's now went up there with the jo to meet Joseph. He's went to stand before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh asked him a question. Pharaoh says in verse 9, Jacob said unto Pharaoh, Pharaoh had asked him, how old are you? How old are you, Jacob? He must have looked old. He said, how old are you? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 137 years and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and I have not obtained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the day of their pilgrimage. Now, uh, Jacob's not dying here. It'll be 10 more years before Jacob dies. Uh, Jacob's age, not only does it have an appointment, but his age is 147 years old. Uh, 
Did you hear what he said? Uh, he said, my days have been few uh, and evil. Uh, well, we wouldn't think it'd be few if you could live to be 147. Uh, uh, but he said, I've not obtained until the days of my fathers. In other words, his father and them had lived even longer than what he had lived. Amen. And so he looks at his life at 137. Uh, he looks at his life and he said, my days have been few uh, and they have been uh, full of trouble and evil things. Uh, that's what he says at 137 years old. Few and evil have the days of my life been. Uh, how many knows uh, uh, that as you go along in life uh, that you look at things different from different points? Uh, uh, you don't look at things at 20 year old uh, the way you do at 40 years old. Uh, you don't look at things 40 years old the way you do at 60 60 years old, uh, and you don't look at things at, at, at 60 year old the way you do at 80 years old, uh, and you certainly don't look at things at 80 years old the way you look at them at 100 years old, uh, and I can't imagine how you'd look at them at 137 years old. Uh, I guess like him, he said, my days have been uh, evil, and my days have been few. Well, it don't matter if you live to be 147. It don't matter if you live to be 100. I, I tell you, it don't matter if you live to be 67 years old. I, I tell you, you look at your life and you say, where did the time go? I, I, how did these kids grow up so fast? I, how did I get like this? I, I, you look in the mirror and say, what in the world happened? Amen. I, I, what happened? How did I get here? Where did my hair go? Has anybody seen my teeth. I, I can't see and thank God I can't because the way I look. Amen. Uh, uh, so, you know, as you get older, uh, you look at things different. Now, we know this, that Jacob, that Jacob was aware that his dying was coming. It didn't take him by surprise. Some people have massive heart attacks and there seems to be no warning whatsoever. Some people have uh, car accidents and there seems to be no warning whatsoever. Some people are murdered, killed, and on and on. Uh, the list could go. But Jacob will be in that number that knows that he is dying. Look in Genesis 49 and look there if you will. In uh, Genesis uh, 49 and verse number 33. And the Bible said... And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, uh, he gathered up his feet unto the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Jacob knew he was dying. We'll back up a little bit and the Bible said that he, char he called his sons and he charged them. Verse 29, he said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Maccabee, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite for possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they made, they buried Isaac, Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is given therein was from the children of Heth. Uh, and verse 33, there's no doubt about it. Jacob knew uh, uh, that he was going to die. I believe with all my heart, uh, I believe there's people, Brother Eddie Williams, that walk close with God and they live close with God. Uh, and uh, God gives them a little insight into when they're leaving this world. Uh, I could talk about a lot tonight for sake of time I won't, uh, but I'm thinking about an old preacher back years ago that used to come to our home church and preach revival. Uh, the only ones that probably remember him here tonight be my wife or her sister and uh, maybe my brother-in-law Wilbur, but he used to be an old preacher and his name was P.A. Dixon. He uh, preached up in Anderson, Indiana. I preached the first youth revival uh, that I, first revival I ever preached anywhere. He had me up there to preach for him. Uh, and he was a tremendous preacher. He was a great preacher, a great man of God. Uh, and uh, he pastored uh, 38th Street 
uh, there in Anderson for many, many years. Uh, when he got up about my age, he had a heart attack. Uh, and uh, when he had this heart attack, he, he was going to give the church up. Uh, and some men went to him and talked him into staying. They said, don't give the church up. And uh, nobody can do with it what you can. And God's not done with you. And they talked him into staying. And so he stayed uh, uh, a couple of years, two or three years, and had some other health issues. And he decided to retire and he give up the church. Uh, and he moved to Texas. Uh, and uh, he said when he retired, he said, I'm moving away. Because he said, I've pastored this church for over 40-some years. Uh, and he said, if I don't move away, uh, he said, everybody uh, uh, that I've pastored, when they pass away, they're going to want me to do their funerals. Uh, and he said, I'm going to be doing funerals forever and ever and ever. And my son lives down in Texas. He wants us to come. Uh, and so we're going to move to Texas. Uh, and so him and his wife, Esther, they sold out, packed up, uh, and they moved uh, to Texas. Uh, they lived there for several years, went to church with his son. He preached some there in that church every now and then. Uh, uh, but his health got worse. Uh, and one day, Brother Dixon went to the doctor. And when he went to the doctor, uh, he hadn't been feeling good, and he went to the doctor. And he returned home after that doctor's visit. Uh, he got all of his shoes out of the closet. Preachers have a lot of shoes. Uh, he got them all out and he shined them all up. Uh, I spiffed them all up, shined them up, set them back in there. He went into the kitchen and got his wife Esther, uh, who was on a lot of medication. He got all of her medication out uh, and set it on the table like she was supposed to take it. Uh, and he sat down in the chair uh, and he said, Esther, I prayed uh, that God would let me live one day longer than you so I could take care of you. But he said, it's not going to happen. He's not going to do it. Uh, and uh, next day or so, he died and went out to meet the Lord. Uh, he had a divine sense uh, uh, that his life was coming to an end. Now, I don't believe that happens to everybody. I believe that happens to people that walk close to God, uh, uh, live close to God, uh, that God give him a little enlightenment on when he was about to leave this world. Uh, and so we have the timing of it. Jacob had an appointment. We have his age, 147 years old, uh, and we have his awareness of it. He knew uh, uh, what was coming. Now, let me say this tonight. You may not know when it's coming, but you did sure know it is coming. Uh, and uh, you better make preparations for it uh, uh, because it could be tonight. It could be in the morning. I pray not. Uh, uh, but this could be the last night that you have here on planet Earth. Amen. Uh, Jacob was aware of the fact he was going to die. We see the timing of it. Now, I want you to notice this in verse 21. The Bible said, by faith, thank God he's still got the faith. Uh, by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, uh, he blessed both the sons of Joseph. Now, Jacob finishes well. Uh, uh, he had a lot of problems down through his life. Uh, he lied to his old blind daddy. Uh, he stole the birthright of his brother. Uh, uh, he was a schemer. He was a, he was a liar. Uh, uh, he had a lot of bad things about him uh, uh, down through life. Uh, but every encounter that he had with God seemed to help a little bit more. Uh, and he comes down to the end uh, and he finishes well. Uh, I will tell you something tonight. Uh, uh, it's, it's not so important that you live a perfect life because nobody can do that anyway. Uh, uh, but what's more important than you striving to live a perfect life? Uh, uh, what's as important as that uh, is to make sure you're a good repenter. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, Saul and David, they both did pretty much the same thing. Uh, uh, but David was a man after God's own heart. Uh, and Saul wound up down at a witch's house. Uh, and I, the only difference between them two was one of them was a good repenter uh, and the other one was a rebeller. Amen. Uh, God said about him that rebellion is as the sin uh, of witchcraft. Amen. So Jacob finishes well uh, uh, because, number one, he still has faith, thank God, uh, but he also finishes well uh, by how we find him at the end of life. Uh, you say, how do we find him, Brother Rick? Well, look in Genesis 48. The Bible said there in Genesis 48, 
And it came to pass, this is, said it came to pass that after these things that one told Joseph, behold thy father is sick. And he took with him two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And one told Jacob, said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee, and Israel strengthened himself, and he sat upon the bed. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and he blessed me there. Let me say this, one of the reasons that God, I know he finishes well. Uh, it's because when he finishes, he's not complaining. Uh, he's not talking about all the bad stuff. Uh, he's not talking about all of the evil stuff. He's not saying, I wanted to live longer. He's not saying, why did this happen to me? No, sir, the Bible said he sits upon the bed. Uh, and Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty hath appeared to me. Uh, I, I know he finishes well because uh, he finishes talking about God. Amen. He said, God Almighty has blessed me. Amen. Amen. Listen, thank God for the person that can live their life for God and come down to the end of life and be bragging on God. R.G. Lee had a bunch of boys as preachers and R.G. Lee was there in Memphis in the hospital dying and R.G. Lee told the nurse to call his, said call all my boys uh, and tell them to come down here and they all came down there uh, and uh, they said what do you want daddy? He said I want you to watch how a Christian dies. Uh, uh, amen. That old man died uh, uh, praising God and shouting to God and giving God the glory. Amen. Uh, I wasn't there, but I, I was told by different ones, his family, I was told that Brother Sheets, uh, he went out of shouting. He went out of praising God. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you, listen, he didn't go out screaming and yelling and saying, get my feet out of the fire uh, and it's getting dark. Uh, I, no, he went out praising God. Amen. I, I was out at the hospital one night visiting uh, and uh, Marla Davidson, Paul's wife's grandmother was in ICU uh, and uh, she was a pretty good sized lady and I seen her as I went in. I waved at her and she waved at me and I went on around to see who I was going to see and in a few minutes I heard the awfulest commotion and I heard somebody saying praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord uh, and nurses were running everywhere uh, and the machines were going on uh, and uh, when it finally calmed down uh, uh, they asked her said ma'am what's wrong with you uh, and something had happened to her machine and she thought she was a dying uh, she said I thought I was a dying and if I was I was going to go out praising God amen uh, uh, well she didn't die but she had a good rehearsal there amen uh, I'm glad thank God uh, listen I'm glad that Jacob uh, he, he died. Uh, we see the blessings here that he dies and he ain't had too much of God. Uh, he ain't burnt out like people say. Uh, he's not tired of God. Uh, uh, he's not had too much church. Uh, he's not had too much preaching. Uh, he's not had too much singing. Uh, he's not had too much praying. Uh, uh, no, sir. Uh, he's as much on fire for God when he goes out as he was before he met God. Amen. Uh, he died and his conversation is all about God. Now look down verse 10. Look down verse 10. They bring him boys in there, Ephraim, Manasseh, and he's about blind. And the old man, the old man, now remember he's lying down the bed. But when they come in there, the old man sits up on the side of the bed like this. And he's talking to them boys. And, uh, and the Bible says he's, he's a, his eyes are dim. He can't really see all that good. Listen to what he says there. In uh, Genesis 49, uh, 48, and the Bible said in verse 10, and the eyes of Israel, that's Jacob, the eyes of Israel were dim for age so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him uh, and he kissed them uh, and embraced them. Uh, uh, not only is this old man dying uh, and his conversations about God, uh, 
But this old man's a dying uh, and he's still got compassion in his soul. Amen. Uh, thank God he's not a 147 year old bitter man. Uh, uh, life has not made him bitter. Uh, by the way, did you remember what he said back there in Genesis uh, 137? He said, uh, my days are few uh, and evil. Ten years have passed uh, and now he's talking a lot different. He's talking about God Almighty. He's talking about how God's blessed him. He's talking about how God's been good to him and the Bible says that that old man he comes down to the end of the way and he grabs them grand boys and he kisses them and he embraces them and that old man is still full of the love of God. Amen. I tell you it won't never hurt a Christian to get full of the spirit of God but when you do make sure you get the love of God with it. Amen. Make sure you get full of the love of God it's good to be full of faith uh, but make sure that you got the love of God with it uh, it's sure to get full of hope but make sure you got the love of God with it uh, because the Bible said there are three things faith, hope and charity and the greatest of these uh, is charity amen uh, and so the old man comes down to the end of the way uh, and he's still got the love of God in his heart amen uh, I don't want to come down the end of the way I, don't, I hope you don't want to come down the end of the way and be a bitter old woman uh, uh, be a bitter old man uh, uh, be a bitter Christian uh, uh, that ever you complain about everything and gripe about everything no uh, I hope that you and I both uh, uh, can be filled with the love of God uh, and show God's love all the way through our life uh, and show it as we go out of life amen uh, the Bible said that there was that compassion. There was that conversation. But watch this. Look at Genesis 49, 33. We read it once. But it said, And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, talking about his burial, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Not only did we see that when he has this last encounter with God, it was in God's timing. But when he has this last encounter with God, we see God's blessings. The old man is talking about God. The old man has the compassion of God. And watch this. The old man knows he's a dying. He sits up on the bed to talk to him. And then the Bible said he gets back in the bed and he grabs his legs and he pulls them up to himself. And he gives up the ghost. There's a calmness in that. There's a calmness in that. He's not screaming and yelling and calling for life support and this, that, and the other. The old man knows it's his time to die and he's ready to go. Amen. He's got a calmness about him. He's not screaming and yelling. No, he just gets back in the bed, pulls his legs up to him, and the Bible said he gave up the ghost. Amen. I'm talking about Jacob's final encounter with God. Uh, there was a time for that. There'll be a time for you and a time for me. Amen. Uh, uh, there was the blessing of it. How that he reacted at that point in his life. How that he reacted. Amen. And then... He wasn't just saying everything. A lot of people say, well, I'm old now. I can say what I want to say. Well, you might can, but that don't mean you ought to. You probably ought to let your speech be seasoned with grace all the way till the time you die. Amen. We see Jacob's timing when he meets God. Jacob's blessing when he meets God. But look in verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying he blessed both the sons of Joseph and he worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. Let me say this, and this ain't in my notes, but I want to say it. That old man died to blessing people. I want to die blessing people. What about you? We may not get the opportunity in the sense that we our life may end quick. But Jacob's didn't. He had a little while there and he died a blessing people. Talking about God and telling about what God had done for them. Amen. You and I ought to want to die not only live being a blessing, we ought to want to die being a blessing. 
you probably prayed about being a blessing while you're living. Have you ever prayed about being a blessing when you're dying? Being a blessing to your kids and your family and tell them about God. I believe it's old Joe Henry Hankins, great Baptist preacher of yesteryear, had several brothers and sisters, all of them saved but one. I just read it the other day. And his daddy called them all, the, all of them in. He's a dying. And as he was his dying, his daddy called them over one by one to the bed. And he hugged them and said, I love you. I'll see you in a little while. And the last son was unsaved. And he called him over and he hugged him real tight. And he said, son, give me another hug. Because if you don't get saved, I'll never see you again. I'll never see you again. You see, that old man was a blessing while he was a dying. I, uh, boy went on, got under conviction, got saved. I, uh, but you see, he was a witness and he was a working for God. He was being a blessing while he was dying. Amen. The Bible said Jacob's final encounter is good. Uh, he has faith. He is a blessing others. Uh, and he is worshiping, the Bible said, leaning uh, upon a staff. Amen. Now, here's that old man. Now, here's a, here's a thing. and Some of you know this, some of you don't. But every... Every Jewish boy, every Hebrew boy, when they got up age, they were given a staff. They didn't have an iPad. They didn't have a, a tablet. They didn't have a laptop. They didn't have even a, didn't have a notebook. They didn't have stuff like that. They didn't have a courthouse and records down at the courthouse where they'd go check on things. Every young boy was given a staff. And no doubt Jacob was given a staff. Uh, the Bible said when he's uh, dying, he sits up in the bed uh, and uh, he's uh, leaning upon that staff and the Bible said he is worshiping God. Uh, you say, how could he be worshiping God leaning upon that staff? Uh, uh, well, you have to understand uh, uh, that those boys, every major thing that happened in their life, uh, uh, they would make an engraving on that staff they would make a mark on that staff somewhere it would be on that staff and that old man is a sitting there and he's a leaning upon his staff because he's weak and he's a worshiping God and he's a running his hand up and down that staff and he gets down there and he hits a place and he says that's the first time I met God in Genesis 28 I remember that and he goes up and hits another place and he said that's the second time I met God. He said I met God there in Genesis 28. He goes on up there and he says I tell you what right there's when I went back to Bethel and I got right with God and there's my wife there's my kids, there's my grandkids. Everything major that happened to that old man's life he had it remarked or recorded somewhere on that staff. Amen. And so he's running his hand up and down that staff and he's thinking about what God's done for him all his life. Look back over in Genesis if you will in Genesis 49. Look in Genesis 49. I like this. And he's blessing them two boys and he's got his hands on them two boys and the Bible said he blessed uh, Joseph, and he said, uh, verse 15, God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac did walk, watch this, God which fed me all my life long until this day. I, Amen. He's thinking about the provisions of God for 147 years. God has fed him. Amen. He's never went hungry. He's never lacked a meal. God has fed him. Somebody ought to say praise God. I'm so many years old and I don't know what it is to be hungry. I've had steak. I've had chicken. I've had hamburgers. I've eaten to my full and God has fed me all the days of my life. Amen. Uh, and people live to be 70 and 80 years old every one time. Thank God for one meal that they've ever had. Amen. Uh, they've ever had. Amen. He's thanking God for what he's done. 
Notice what your Bible says. He leaned, the Bible said, he leaned upon the top of his staff. You say, what's significant in that? He started down here. And he's coming up through there thinking about his life and the blessings of God. And he's come all the way up to the top. Which means his life is about over. Amen. He realizes where he's at. He's at the top of his staff. And he's a worshiping God. He's a worshiping God. He's a worshiping God because what God's done for him. You shouldn't come to church on Sunday morning hoping God will do something for you. You ought, to, you ought to get in the altar and up in the aisles and get your hands up in there and you ought to worship Him for what He's already done for you. Amen. You ought to worship Him. You can, you can walk. You can talk. You could eat today. You slept last night. I mean, people come to church and they say, I hope Brother Rick preaches good. I hope the singers sang good. Maybe I'll feel like blessing God. You ought to bless God if I bombed out the biggest bomb that could ever be bombed out. You ought to stand up and thank God and praise God and bless God for what He's already done for you. He's already done for you. And then he's looking at where he's at. You ever look where you're at? There's a whole lot of you like me. We passed the halfway mark. The Bible said man's days are three score and ten and some of us are there, some of us are right there at it. Now that don't mean you're going to die when you get 70. The Bible said man's day are three score and ten. If a reason streak, they be four score. If you live to be 80, you probably wish you died at 70. Because the Bible said it's strength, labor, and sorrow. And we're soon cut off and we fly away. In the Old Testament, long life is a blessing. In the New Testament, it's getting where... If you get out of here young, you may be better off. Amen. Amen. Because things, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but things have changed and they are changing. Amen. So he's at the top of the staff. He realizes he's lived up most of his life and he's there at the end of it. Some of you are about right here. Some of you is about right here. Some of you's about right here. Some of you's got this much to finally get up and do something for God. Some of you's got about this much. You don't have as much time as you did have to do something for God. And some of us don't have hardly as much time as we used to have to do something for God. And some of you, you better get to it. Because you're already at the top of the staff. And may I say most certainly, if you ain't never been saved, God's let you live here on this earth for 70, 80 years, and you ain't never got saved yet and confessed Christ. That's just like spitting in God's face. You say, I'm going to slip in. Nobody slips in. Nobody accidentally falls in. Nobody slips in by God. If you get in in this church age, you'll believe on Christ, confess Him, repent of your sins, and get born again. Or you won't get in. Worshiping for what God's done. Worshiping for where He's at. Now remember where He's at. He's at top of the staff. Life's about over. Watch this. This is a real blessing. Let's go back to Genesis. Uh, Genesis uh, 48. No, let's go to Genesis 49. We done read this once, but I want you to get it. He's dying. He knows he's dying. Verse 29, He charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. 
bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephraim the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan. Land of Canaan. Now go over to chapter 50 and verse 5. Joseph said, My father made me swear, saying, Lo, I die, and in my grave which I have digged for me in the land of Canaan. Not only is he blessing God because of what God's done, no longer is he blessing God because of where he's at, but thank God he's a blessing God for where he's a going. Amen. I thank God he said, I'm, you say, where's he going? The Bible said, he said, I'm going to be gathered unto my people. Amen. Uh, you know what happens when you die? If you got saved, loved ones, you're going to be gathered unto your people. Amen. You know what we call heaven sometimes? Canaan land. We used to sing that song around here, remember it? Dwelling in the land of Canaan. Jacob has a final encounter with God and it is good. Jacob finishes well. It's important how you start. Very important how you start. But it's more important how you finish. A lot of people started well that didn't finish well. I want to finish well. And sometimes the the hardest miles there is is the last mile of the way. You physically are not what you once was. You mentally, you got so many things to worry about. But you and I both need to do our dead level best to keep our faith in God. Wouldn't it be a shame to live a Christian life all your life, to teach Sunday school, to preach, to sing, to come to church all your life, and then come down to the end of life and just kill every ounce of faith your children had in you? I wasn't going to tell this, but it seemed like the Lord's wanting me to, but uh, several years ago, around Thanksgiving, young lady come in this church and uh, brought a man with her and we had a big service that day and I think cardboard testimonies and just a big Thanksgiving worship service and she came down to the altar and rededicated her life to God. I knew her because I went to church with her down at our home church and I knew her. She's actually a little bit kin to my wife by marriage and uh, Anita come down and, and rededicated her life to God. And after service that morning, she said, I've got cancer for the second time. First time she had cancer, she said, I told the Lord if, he'd, if He would heal me of it, she said, I told Him I'd get in church and serve God. And she said, I, she said, I told Him that the first time. And she said, now I just found out i got cancer again. i got to go to Louisville in the morning, Jewish hospital for scans. And me and Brother Greg drove up there to be with her, and we stood there in Jewish hospital And they took her in, was hoping for the best, praying for the best. And she told me, she said, just before they rolled her in, she looked up and she said, Brother Rick said, I had cancer once before. I'd saved, I saved, I went away from God back out in the world. And she said, I had cancer once before and I begged God if He'd let me get out of it, let me live through it, I'd live for God. And she said, but I ain't kept my promise. And she said, I don't know what God's going to do this time. And I said, Anita, I don't know what God's going to do this time either. But I said, let's pray. We prayed and they rolled her on back and they come out in a little while. The cancer was real bad and they didn't give her too long to live. And uh, long story short, she kept getting worse and worse and worse. And all the time she was thinking God was going to intervene. God was going to do something. She believed it. Believed it with all her heart. She believed it. And she kept thinking God was going to heal her. Cancer was going to go away. Kept getting worse. 
One Saturday morning, her daddy called me and said, Brother Rick, can you come out here? Said the doctors told Anita yesterday she just has a very short time to live. And said, uh, we can't do nothing with her. She won't take her medicine. Said, uh, she, she just uh, screaming, yelling, and said, that we can't do nothing with her. And I said, I'll be right there. And I drove out there and I went in the room. Anita was laying on a sofa bed there. And there's a young boy laying over in the, on the couch, which I found out later was her son that she didn't raise. But he was there on the couch. And all the family was in there. And, uh, and she was saying, I ain't going to take my messing. And she was just saying everything. I never said a word. And finally, when they all said what they wanted to say and everything, it got quiet. I said, do you all care to leave the room? Just leave me and Anita in here by herself. They all left, and I got a chair, and I pulled it over by where she's laying. And I said, Nita, I said, I want you to take my hands, and I want you to look in my eyes. I said, that doctor told you yesterday. I said, Anita, are you saved? And she said, yes, Brother Rick, I do know I've been saved. I know that I'm saved. I said, that doctor told you yesterday you're going to die didn't he? And she said, yes. I said, he lied to you. I said, look here at what the Bible said. The Bible said, he that believeth on me shall never die. Believeth thou this? And I said, Anita, your little boy was laying over on the couch. It's unsaved. At about 10 or 11 years old, he's laying on the couch. And he's hearing all you're saying about God being unfair and all like that. And I said, Nita, that's the last impression you're going to leave on this young man's mind. And I said, Nita, I said, I don't know how long you've got left, but I said, if you'll use it for God and witness to people and talk to people and use it for God, I said, I don't know, God may extend your days. But I said, you need to use it for God. I left and I out, went outside, and in a few minutes, Anita called for her mother and said, bring my messing in here. They brought her messing in there, and she took her messing. And she told her son, she said, son, she said, mama's going to die, but mama's going to heaven. Amen. And mama wants you to come to heaven too. And her husband was an unsaved man, and she witnessed to him at the day of the funeral we walked out of the funeral parlor there and walked together. Her husband's walking by me. And he said, you know what, Brother Rick? He said, there on the last. Uh, he said, Anita witnessed to everybody coming and going. Amen. Said she witnessed every nurse that come in the room. She witnessed to the doctors. She witnessed to her son. She witnessed to everybody. She said, Brother Rick, uh, he said, Brother Rick, the last thing she told me, she wanted me to meet her in heaven. Amen. You say, what happened? She died well. Yeah. She died making an impact for God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How are you going to die? If you don't think about it, make no plans about it, probably won't die well. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you tonight for this Wonderful scriptures in the Bible.